What is up? Happy Tuesday morning, April 6th. 6th, April 6th. Wow. It's episode 17 of Chasing Points Podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. And I am Brandon. Hey. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm going to talk like this with the old sports cast people. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Why? I don't know. I just man. I okay. just thought I'd get hey, some extra keep... different energy or something. I don't know. <laughs> How was your Easter? Good. Uh it was it was great uh because I got to eat mama's cooking. So that's always, always good. Um it was just my mom, my dad, and myself. Uh no sisters, uh nobody else. Uh, you know, still respecting the uh COVID thing, even though I did get my first shot. Um, let me All tell right. you right now, uh, that definitely put me to sleep. I went night, night, uh, I was fatigued <laughs> for several hours. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, feels good to, to kind of have it. Nice. Yeah. I am. I, uh, I hear you. I am vaccinated yeah. and it feels good. And uh special shout out to all the healthcare workers and frontline workers for everything over the last year. We could spend. We appreciate podcasts you. doing that. Um, appreciate you. Certainly I had a great Easter myself, just with the family and mom's cooking. And it was always a good time. Mama love. Miss her. Miss her. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, looking ahead to tonight, Hayes, or when you hear this tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to react to the first weekend of Major League Baseball. Oh, no. What's what stood out? What's concerning and why the off the field issues are bigger than what's going on on the field uh, <laughs> recap a wild men's final four as we're recording now the the men's championship games about the tip off so we'll we'll quickly dive into that we're going to talk about the women's championship game and overall just a, a great season of play by the uh the ladies there and shout out to miss mcdonald she was a baller yes but first more qb shakeups and uh, this time has something to do with the Jets, finally. <laughs> and uh, their quarterback, Sam Darnold, he's headed to Carolina. The I guess we'll just dive right into that. The Jets are going to receive a sixth-round pick this year. I first saw I saw that first, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and a uh, second and fourth next year from the Carolina Panthers in return for the 24-year-old Sam Darnold, you know, the guy who's a third overall pick in the 2018 draft. Um, you're, why are you laughing, man? I, I'm just why, I'm waiting for you. At me? I'm waiting. I got, for you I to got, I'm, I'm mellow, man. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for right you to finish, man. That's all. I'm just waiting. You are you finished? Uh, I'm just, good. I'm tossing it to you. What's up? So, uh, I saw this, and this is going to be my pulse check, uh, live in real time with Sam. Because uh, you're you're always told to check on your friends. Make sure your friends are doing good yes. in hard times. I received a lot of texts today. You so, were one of the first. I think you were the second person. Sam, how 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 are you really truly feeling about this? I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> that that lets me know that you're not fine. Uh, because normally when people say they're fine that quickly, they're not. So Sam, this no, is I'm this okay. is your time. Okay, you sure? Because this is yeah. your time to be open. You know, I'm a Jets fan. If you if your first time listening to the pod if it is thank you and i hope you keep listening for the next hour but uh you know yeah i'm a, i'm a jets fan i uh, we saw this day coming 
I think very we're in similar shoes. Hayes, you being an Eagles fan with uh, kind of the end of the Carson Wentz era, mm-hmm. kind of very similar. I mean, their, their careers, you know, haven't projected the same way, but the timeline as, as far as their exit could be different. But, you know, it's still very similar. It kind of saw this coming especially with the the trades last week in the top of the draft order. And you kind of figure that the writing's on the wall, that Zach Wilson will be the next quarterback for the New York Jets. And that means Sam Darnold uh, is expendable. And next year is his fifth-year option. And he's after that, it's going to be making a lot of money. So um, it just, yeah, kind of saw this coming. I, I think we kind of talked about this uh, yeah. several times on and off air. I think the writing was on the wall. Also, uh, now this makes it interesting for what the Niners are going to do because a lot of people thought that the Niners were going to go for Wilson, right? So being that the Jets are two, uh, I've been watching certain things, uh, get up, uh, reading things, and, and pretty much saying that uh, Joe Douglas was basically not budging whatsoever and Wilson was his guy because Sam Darnold wasn't his pick. He wasn't he wasn't yeah, there Mike for that. He's not his drafted pick. him. Yep. Correct. So so now he gets his guy that he wants to build the franchise the way that he wants to do it. And, and as we both agreed, uh with the ties that he has to Philly and what you've seen him do now for the Jets, I think they're moving in the in a right direction, uh starting with their uh new head coach, uh obviously Joe Douglas being the GM and and the uh, acquisitions of key personnel people that they're they're doing. So the Jets received a sixth rounder this year and a second and fourth rounder in 2022. The Panthers received Sam Darnold, who was 24. Um, Sam, as a Jets fan, as a football fan, who do you believe won this trade? I initially thought, wow, the Jets got a, you know, a second and a fourth round pick for Sam Darnold. And there were reports this week that maybe it would be a third or conditional fourth. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's not bad. I mean, if you're not going to keep the guy and he's everyone knows he's it's just a matter of time before he's on another team. The fact that you got a two for him, it's pretty great. And then I kind of remembered, well, we have the sixth pick in the draft in 2018 and traded three number twos and the sixth round pick to the Colts to get Sam Darnold. And I don't know off the top of my head who those twos were. I know Darius Leonard was in that draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think it I don't think they use that pick, but like Rocky Sin, there were other key like players on that Colts team that were used with that draft pick. And that's Quentin such a great Nelson, name, by the way. Rocky Sin, yeah, that's man, great, that's a great name. name. Great name. <laughs> um, Rutgers, right? Did he go to Rutgers? Uh, if my yeah, I, I don't quite remember. Um, I think so. I, I'm gonna look that up, but yeah, he great name. Uh, Quentin Nelson, just great guard in that draft. So I kind of look at it that way. And it's like, and. Damn. And then you have to hit the reset button again. I don't think Sam Darnold is the problem with the last three years of this football team. He was also drafted two head coaches ago by Todd Bowles and Mike McCagnan. And I think the only Mike McCagnan draft pick that's still on this team is Marcus May. And they had to, and he's been hurt most of the time until this past year. And they had to franchise tag him. So, Yes, this is a new era in Jets football. I totally have faith in Joe Douglas. 
I'm going to say that I still want to say the Jets won this trade because they had to get rid of Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. If, if this was the, the route they were going to go, uh, you know, we've talked on this podcast a lot about what the Jets were going to do and both thought that they should roll with Sam, bring it back and, dr- you know, trade back a little bit, acquire more assets and draft someone like Penny Sewell, the tackle from Oregon or, get you know jamar chase or devonta smith or um just add around sam because they really haven't done that as far as you know uh offensive weapons they're sharing up the line hopefully there's a lot more assets joe douglas has in this year's draft he did a great job drafting in my opinion last year so we'll see so i'm gonna say that long long winded i'm gonna say the jets still won this trade all things considered so sam I, I got two things. So the first thing I'm going to do is answer who I think won and lost the trade. So the person that are my loss is for Teddy two gloves, Tech. AKA Teddy Bridgewater, because this man has had such an up and down career. Uh, great in Louisville came to the NFL was balling then had that gruesome injury. And ever since that point in time hasn't been the same. He's obviously gotten his, his chance to shine a little bit in, in new Orleans, um, which he really didn't do anything. He was more of a game manager there. And then it kind of was the same thing when he went to the Panthers. So I think he's the, the big loser in this situation. And it's unfortunate because I, I mean, he's such a likable guy. Um, I, I, it just sucks to see that, but this is a business uh, and you got to remove your emotions. Um, so I think he he's a loser in this situation, but uh, I think both the Jets and Panthers are winners in this trade. I don't think either of them are uh, yeah, that's fair. worse off because I think now the Jets, as I alluded to before, they get the guy that they want. You know, again, with Joe Douglas being in this place, now he gets to start with his quarterback that he wants. So now everything that happens from this point forward is going to be this is Joe Douglas's team. This is the team he created. This, this is falls on Douglas him. Era. Correct. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Right. So, so that's that they want to get, he wants to get his guy and that's great. If I was a GM, I'd want to get my guy too. Right. It's not the guy I got, unless he was a great, you come in, you get a great guy automatically. Then it's different um, for the Panthers. They now get a 24 year old quarterback that I still think can spin the ball pretty well, even though uh, I don't ever trust a USC quarterback, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, Matt Barkley. <laughs> well, Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, uh, Matt, Liner. Matt Liner, Carson uh, Palmer had a great career though. All he, things he, he, yeah. I, I'll, I'll get that. into that another day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, that's where I think it is. And, and now with, with what they have down there uh, with rule and, and everything going on they're looking like they're building an organization and it's going to look completely different. And it's kind of like with, with a McCaffrey, I think they can be something with Sam Darnold. So we'll see what, how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, A winner of this trade is Sam Darnold. I mean, mm-hmm. going from Adam Gase the last two years to now Joe Brady is going to be his offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Like Joe Brady, the guy who ran the LSU offense turned Joe Burrows from a fifth round pick to a first round pick. And I mean, not that Joe Burrow doesn't have a talent. He certainly does. He does. Um, he but he does. runs a, a great scheme. And you're going to reunited with Robbie Anderson, who knows how to do more than just two routes now in Carolina. It's like amazing. Like you leave Adam Gase and you know how to like run the route tree. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, to, to leave Adam Gase 
and you're surrounded by McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. Uh, um, oh, Curtis Samuel's gone. Who's the uh, who's more DJ Moore? Great, good line. It's up and coming defense. It's it's a team to watch. And what's interesting is, uh, you know, my buddies and I wanted Matt Rule to be the head coach of the Jets when they hired Adam Gase, mm-hmm. and it was reported how much Matt Rule liked Sam Darnold then. So you know, a couple of years later, he's got his quarterback. And what where this is really interesting, Hayes, is the Panthers were really in the mix for a quarterback, one of these top quarterbacks. You mentioned maybe Mac Jones goes three to 49ers or it's Trey Lance or it's Justin Fields. And you're kind of looking at the the draft order here, like where the next quarterback is going to fall. Bengals, no. Dolphins at six, probably not. Uh, the Panthers are right there. I think they have the seventh or eighth pick. Uh, they're, you know, are they going to take a quarterback? Do you think now? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I really, I don't know. And I think you, you were the person that kind of like, uh, calmed me down, told me to, you know, not hit the panic button seeing with what the, the Eagles did by trading back. Um, and now watching, uh, certain, uh, scout experts draft experts now saying that justin fields is going to drop down to uh the 11th pick and seeing like so many people being shuffled all over the place uh the trades that are potentially going to happen um i just i think this is probably going to be one of the most exciting drafts uh that we've had in a while because there's so many unknowns and i'm sure people are just gonna their jaws are going to be dropped so i don't sam i at this point I have ideas of where I think people are going to go, but I don't know. But I have something for you, Sam. Oh, okay. People, we are going to play a new game today. This game is called Sam as a GM for the day. Okay. Sam, you are the GM of the Jets. This is like Madden franchise mode. Yes, exactly. So you can can do do you can do everything you want to do in one day with whatever you can make it re- as realistic as you want to, or unrealistic as you want to. I'd prefer realistic, but this is your time to shine. Uh, what would you do if you were the jets GM at this point in time, after this trade was made, and I would give you up to three transactions that you can do floor is yours, sir. Uh, all right. So let me get the context here. I am now the general manager of the Jets yes. after Sam Darnold's been traded to Carolina. Yes. So what what moves are you talking about? Like who I would draft here? What would you do in the draft? Is there trades that you would make? Uh, is there signings that you would make? Is there anything that you would push for? What are you trying to do? Because I know you know your team's picks. So what what would be your, I guess, pressing needs, uh, your thoughts of how you would build a team in this particular well, draft. Okay. So if I'm the new GM now, I'd have an off the cuff here. I'm I'm kind of stuck with Zach Wilson here. Okay. I would, you know, I'm not a QB evaluator. I would imagine, you know, that there's some pretty smart people in that front office now for the Jets and coaching staff. So they see something in Zach Wilson more than just the the you know nice pro day, you know, throws. Well, don't forget, this is your front office, so it's not yes. there. No, it's I your, agree. Yours. So I would surround myself with smart people as well. Okay, there you you go. could, what, 
the one thing I, I I mentioned it already, just seeing what the 49ers got or gave up to move up nine spots, I really thought there was if there's an opportunity still now, and I still fell in love with one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Fields or Lance, to be able to trade back to a couple picks, like you know, maybe it's the Lions want to move up or the Broncos want to move up, or you know, uh I'm just your your Eagles maybe or the Giants or there's a team here that is looking for a quarterback and there was an opportunity to move back and accumulate some things and I still again like these quarterbacks I would entertain that I think it's a little risky now that Sam's not on the team so I would say drafts draft Zach Wilson at two but with the 23rd pick I'd I'd want to attack you know grab a, another wide receiver whether it's uh you know uh Rashad Bateman from um Minnesota or just uh Terrence Marshall from LSU if he's there Najee Harris the running back from Alabama with the, the 23rd pick there and then we have the 34th pick which is the second pick in the second round so I'd even entertain with all of these extra picks that we have between this trade and the Jamal Adams trade to move back into the first round and try to get another tackle, whether it's Walker Little from Stanford or Liam Etchberg from uh, Etchenberg from Notre Dame. Those would be kind of my big early draft day moves. Also trying to see, I don't know what's left on the free agent market, just to sure up the edge. That's been a concern um, and the secondary as well. So I'd probably go in that route. And that's been Jets Talk. <laughs> I, uh, I like I, being GM for a day. That's a good there, segment. There what you go. You, you know, me and I, I told you I had a little did surprise. Did I pass? You did. did I win? You did well for not knowing this was happening at all because I purposely did not tell Sam what was happening. I just told him I had something special. And he said, why do you hate me? And I was like, I don't. And now you see what I was talking about. So there you go, Sam. See, I got some good surprises in go. my sleeves, even though I'm not wearing sleeves. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any... uh. You know, again, so we mentioned Hayes. Wilson's probably the second pick in the draft. Trey Lance or Mac Jones is probably the third pick in the draft. Where where do you see either Justin Fields, you know, Mac Jones, Trey Lance going as far as, like, where the, the QBs other named other than Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson are going to land? The Niners, if they want to to be in the playoffs uh, for the next five to ten years, they draft Justin Fields because they've already said, which is still crazy to me, they've already said they're going to uh, keep Jimmy G, which I feel like that relationship is already uh, broken. Uh, but you keep him so you can get a young guy that, that learns under him, right? The old school way, but you get Justin Fields, who is a mobile quarterback that is accurate. That's played in the big game. That's excelled in the big game and has pretty much all the intangibles that you want in this day and age of football. Um, I think that is where he goes. And I think that would be the best fit. And I honestly, honestly, honestly feel that if he goes, to the Niners, they're going to run that division, which has pretty much been dominated by the Seahawks uh, for almost a decade now. So 
when you when you read all these mock drafts and i know most of these mock drafts are just content and clickbait Mm -hmm. but from the respected draft guys in in this league right daniel jeremiah mel todd matt miller they it doesn't sound like justin fields is part of that conversation why do you think why do you think that is it's it's really been a lot of speculation about trey lance and and even mac jones from from alabama the craziest thing to me about trey lance is trey lance uh, if I remember correctly, he didn't even play this season. Um, he had one to, game. That yeah, there North you go. Dakota only was able to play one game. So, this year. so he didn't play really anything. Justin Fields was in the playoffs uh, <laughs> with Ohio State. Uh, he balled the season before that. Uh, so he's got tape showing this. Trey Lance is, again, I think this is kind of like the Carson Wentz effect, but also what I was saying to you before is that you look for these guys that are coming from the quote-unquote no-name schools, even though North Dakota State now is not really a no-name school, especially after Carson coming out. Um, I see, I get it. This, this Trey Lance has arm strength. He, he's tall. He can move. I get it. I, I definitely do. But Justin Fields has been proven in these big games. Yes, as I said before, when you're on these big name teams, you have a lot of great people around you, but you still have to get the job done, right? He, yeah. I watched that man get blown up in the playoffs, get to absolutely destroyed, and then still come back in a game and still ball out. <laughs> so, uh, it's toughness for me. It's 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 bouncing back up. It's like not how many times you get knocked down, how many times you get back up. So, I. I think, again, as I told you before, I think I've also said it. I, no, I definitely said it on here. Is I don't really listen to these evaluators. I watch the game myself, and I go by what I feel is best. And I feel that he's going to be that guy that we're talking about in three to four years. And it's just like, why, why did we pass up on him? He's going to be that guy for me. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a chance. There's also that stigma of the, you know, we mentioned the USC quarterbacks. The Ohio State quarterbacks too, mm-hmm. but you know, I I think I think pretty much every quarterback in this draft could, except for Trevor Lawrence, could benefit from another year at school. I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are, you know, uh, the prime example of that. I think they would really be able to benefit from another year. I agree. Uh, playing and getting the reps, but that's you know not the way this business works and. I mean, we'll we'll see. There's plenty of time still to to break this down. I think the night one of the first round of the NFL draft is April 29th, so we have time there. We should probably watch that together somehow, some way. Yeah, let's Even do it. Even if we're not in person, we should definitely watch that together. It's my favorite. It's my favorite weekend day of the year, time of the year. Uh, you know uh, how I always remember sure. it because it's always it's normally always on the uh, April 25th. Um, is it on April 25th this year again? It's, it's like the 29th. It's the last weekend in April. So normally it's on April 25th. The only reason I always remember that date is because of ex-girlfriend. So, uh, it's Good weird. It's a weird, uh, mile marker for me, but I, that's how I remember when it is like, Oh yeah, it's this time. Do you think Good she's month. listening? You want to give her a shout Hell out? no. She's not listening. She <laughs> better not be. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, real quick because you you have it in the notes and people I, I promise i wouldn't do it but sam put it in notes because he just like i said likes to mess with me um 
<laughs> the interesting thing that I, I'm hearing right now, rumor, and I'm just going to leave it at that, is now that the Eagles essentially can acquire three first-round picks next year, uh, depending if Carson Wentz plays 75% in the snaps for the Colts, uh, the Eagles are in play for Russell Wilson uh, because that would be Jalen Hurts said they would get most likely and then the three first round picks. If I'm the GM for the day, I don't do that because Russell Wilson is getting older and Jalen Hurts is younger and you can now take three first round picks and build around him. So, and I'm also interested to see what they're going to do with Zach Ertz. If they're going to, I mean, he's not going to be with the Eagles next season, but I'm interested to see what they do to trade. Like you alluded to before, they're going to potentially trade up, um, get some more picks. I, I don't know what they do, but I, I feel like they'd probably get like a fifth round pick for Zach Ertz, which is crazy because he's still considered to be one of the best tight ends in the league. But who am I? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's enough football. Yeah, let's move on to, hey, baseball happened this weekend. Did it? Long time coming. I know the Yankees just won. I think they finished that out. I know the the Nets just beat the Knicks, too, by the way. And congrats. And since you're going to actually, there's some news that just came across and I'll I'll wait till we get to it. So go go ahead, Sam. Oh, I see it now. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Well, it, it was Major League Baseball opening weekend. What stood out to you, Hayes? Uh, the Red Sox suck. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I, True. I wanted to take that shot so bad. Um, no, but they really look terrible. Um, <laughs> like all jokes aside, uh, they they really look not great. Um, they lost to the Orioles. Did they lose yep, three games yep, to the Orioles? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is rough. Uh, what, I, what I did like to see, uh, the blue Jays are definitely when they're all fully healthy, the blue Jays are going to be definitely, uh, a solid team to go against. It's going to be scary. Uh, if they keep this young nucleus that they have, they're going to be super scary. Um, so I'm interested to see how that, that pans out. Uh, the Astros are playing pretty well. Uh, Dodgers and Yankees kind of fumbled out the gate. Uh, stumbled out the gate um so I'm, I'm i'm interested to see see that uh, uh I, I it's just it's just great to see baseball <laughs> it's just that's the the biggest part to me it's great to just sit there and be like yes i can watch a game and and peace and see fans in the in the crowds and the stands and and hear them chant and boo and i think that's just such a great thing yeah it's been cool yeah that's been really cool to see I um you know I thought a lot of the premier pitching just looked really bad this past weekend. I um, agree. Luis Castillo, Brandon Woodruff come to mind. Um, there were probably I say that because they're on my fantasy team, but there's <laughs> there's a lot of you know a lot of other performances there. But it's cold, you know it. Whatever they're not used to it. I think the bigger thing that that stood out to me a couple things was the nationals had a whole series postponed because of COVID protocols and, and contact tracing and lost three games there with the Mets that they'll have to make up and, and today's game with the, with the Braves. So, I mean, here we are again to start another season and the nationals have a COVID problem. Um, And, 
you know, last year it was Juan Soto to begin the year, you know, one of the best hitters in baseball. And then there was news, I think it was Friday, mm-hmm. that Major League Baseball and Commissioner Rob Manfred decided to um, pull the this year's All-Star game from Atlanta. Proud of him. So yes. proud of him. In reaction to the recent laws that were passed by the Georgia uh, state government regarding voting rights and voting eligibility in the state of Georgia. So um, the commissioner and the Players Association quickly nipped this one uh, before it even became a, you know, issue. There were there were rumblings that this was going to happen and other Atlanta businesses and Georgia businesses were going to be a little more proactive about this. But I feel like I didn't hear anything about this until it actually happened. So, you know, we've given Rob Manfred a lot of, uh, flack over you know the last 17 episodes here but uh you know that's just something that surprised me and uh you know the the news that you were alluding to before we started the segment is that looks like the colorado rockies and Coors field will be awarded uh this year's all-star game instead of atlanta so thoughts on uh, thoughts on that Hayes? super super proud that uh, this has changed and left uh, that hateful, <laughs> hateful state or mind view down there in Georgia, of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, I'm extremely, extremely happy that they've moved this uh, to Coors Field. It could have been anywhere else. That's fine. As long as that law wasn't in play. Um, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and like you said, uh, we give Manafort some, and I'll say it, shit, because that's exactly what it was uh, that we give him all the time because he's still not the best uh, commissioner or uh, yeah of any league, really. He's pretty terrible still. Um, but I'm very, very thankful that they moved this, uh, and I'm thankful that they did it swiftly and did not wait for you know to hear like you said people talking about it it was just so quick they were like wait that happened we're out of here and that's great because especially with what baseball is trying to build towards now and and we talked about this is the the demographic that is not really represented uh very well in in baseball which is the minorities outside of the the latin uh countries which we obviously know is pretty predominant in there um, talking about African-Americans uh, that that live in this country, have the opportunity to play. But once it starts becoming travel ball, it's extremely expensive. I can tell you from firsthand experience. Um, but I'm happy that they did that and understanding that things are changing. I, under, I love that sports are actually doing this regardless of the negative minded people that are out there. This is such a great feeling. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful uh, that this happened. Um, but on a lighter note, Sam, in baseball, Otani throws a 101 mile per hour pitch. A couple then, times. Then turns around, gets up to bat, and smashes one out of the, out of the yard. It had like the second hardest hit ball of the season. Oh, it was like 115 miles an hour. When he velocity. hit that. I watched that video like 10 times in a row. The crack of that bat was such a beautiful sound. And it was so different from some of the crack. It was just like, this is, 
it felt like somebody put a mic right in his bat. Well, here's <laughs> the thing with Sunday Night Baseball. ESPN gets a lot of flack for uh, having the mics really the on the field mics mm-hmm. really cranked up. But it was really cool to hear that. Oh my shot. gosh! And then and then you know the uh, just the ball hitting the mitt. So Shohei Otani uh, came over from Japan a couple years ago, and the guy when he's healthy pitches and hits and it was the first time in the i think the first time in the dh era that a pitcher um or a team forfeited the dh so a pitcher could hit and he hit second and he ended up getting hurt or precautionary left the game uh, after a play at the plate um but damn man if if he can do that and and they interviewed mike trout before the game what do you expect from shohei Atani? And I think he said 10 wins and 30, 30 home runs. Like, damn. Talk about helping your own cause, uh, being he's, a pitcher. He's going to be a legend. If he could stay healthy, he will be a yeah. legend in baseball. Because how many pitchers do we know in the history of baseball can literally be such a offensive weapon? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not... Just think about the time that this man had to put in as being able to throw 101 miles per hour several times and then turn around, get up to bat, and then crank it out the yard. Like you, the understanding and the endurance that this man has to have, uh, the strength that he has to have. Like he's not a small person, he's a big boy. So there's a lot of power behind those legs and those arms. So I'm enjoying seeing what happens with him. Uh, I love watching his highlights. So I think that's uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, and fun to watch. And hopefully, he um, will will stay healthy. And and Joe Madden, the Angels manager, is committed to using him differently than he's been used before. So it'll be, you know, this probably won't be the last time that we we see this. And certainly, something special. I could go without ESPN um, saying it a million times, but I know their broadcast is geared more towards you know the casual viewer because it's such a prime time spot. Um, but it's, nonetheless, it was really something fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. M- moving on, something else that was really fun to watch. We had some men's Final Four action um, on Saturday night. And Baylor just took care of Houston, 78 to 59. But I think the game, one of the, the games of the year, if not one of the games that I can, in recent memory that I can remember in college basketball was this Gonzaga UCLA game where Gonzaga won by three on a like beautiful three point shot at, I don't know where you would call that, like 40 feet away. Like it was between Steph Curry range. Yeah. Game Lillard range. That's yeah, what I from, call it. It was between the three point line and the half court line. Jalen Suggs, just beautiful Steph Curry, Dame Lillard type shot to win the game. And then, he jumped up onto the scoring table um, with his team around him. And he said later in the post-game interview, he was throwing homage to Kobe or to, to D Wade have, have done that before. And that's just such a flex, but such a great, such a shot, man, such a great player. He's really been, he's real. he only had 16 points in this game, but he really has put Gonzaga, you know, on his back and, has really been one of the players of this tournament. Well, he gonna need to put them on his back right now because they are getting blown out right now. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh. I thought that shot was just first off that game. 
was absolutely amazing. I think at halftime they had like 18 lead changes. Yeah, which is something wild. Crazy like um, it, it was just such a great game. Uh, I love the fact that UCLA was 11 seed and made it that far and just fought tooth and, uh, tooth and nail throughout the whole time. Uh, they have a great squad, a great young squad there, and a great coach. Um, so I'm interested to see what they what they do going forward. I, that team for basketball royalty hasn't been what they should have been in the past couple of years, but now it looks like they're getting back to that. Um, and, and I'm really, really interested to see where that takes uh, a basketball from, from this point. Um, and I'm also really interested to see what happens at the end of this game because uh, Gonzaga and Baylor were supposed to play back in December. Uh, but it got postponed due to COVID. So this is the game of the game that was supposed to happen before. So that kind of would have been the, like this would have been the rematch, you know, for somebody. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see how this turns out. But what I was extremely ecstatic to watch, and I didn't get to watch the championship game, and I'm kind of pissed about it. Um, the women's final four, uh, these women pulled their tails off my friend i loved it i loved it um aria mcdonald if that's how you pronounce it or ari mcdonald um she's phenomenal uh paige becker she's phenomenal even though yukon got bounced um man i i just i'm so glad of seeing where women's basketball is nowadays uh and seeing how people are meaning men's basketball players are championing these young women players and even in the WNBA and seeing how the growth of women basketball is, I still believe it needs to get televised even more um, because it is super competitive uh, no matter what, it doesn't drop off. Um, but it, it's, it's fun to watch. It really is fun to watch. I got to yeah. get to a game when I get a chance though. Yeah. It's, it's super competitive and Stanford took down Arizona by just one 54 to 53. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, a great a great season in the books and um yeah just more and more awareness coming to the to the women's game and and you saw a lot of it this year and then a lot of you know untold stories and you have like reports where like Kyrie Irving was like paying for you know um the the WNBA players that opted out of last season like paying their salaries or what you know and we've talked about it before how historically these women do not get paid anywhere close to their male counterparts and and that's for a lot of you know the collective bargaining and revenue sharing isn't near what it is in the nba but they shouldn't have to be going overseas to be playing and making money here so you know and, and we talked about this last week with or two weeks ago with talking about the uh inequalities and with the what 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 am i trying to say here the weight room and and the other services and amenities that they would receive so you know any any type of awareness to this game it's all been positive and um you know there's there's a great young wave coming and into the WNBA and and playing in the in college right now so that's that's going to be a lot of fun to watch sabrina i i love you keep balling i hope i hope she's healthy and can get more than just a handful of games out of her because that liberty team was a lot of fun to watch with she might be the first 
Sabrina uh, Inesco we're talking about from the Liberty. She might be the first WNBA jersey I get. First off, those Liberty jerseys are sexy. I love those jerseys. That mint. Oh my God. That mint and the the black jersey. Oh, uh, I'm a I'm a jersey uh connoisseur. Uh, for those that don't know, I don't own many, but I just love colorways and whatnot, especially throwbacks. But I also love when they do tasteful New Jersey's and the Liberty Jersey is probably the best in WNBA outside of the uh, Phoenix Mercury. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rock a Sabrina Inesco jersey. No oh, I'm, def- I'm definitely going yeah. to. That's going to happen. Yeah, it's something we have to do. Hey, guess what? It's time what? to play our favorite game. Do you care? Yeah. Hey, Hayes. Ready? I, I don't care. I, I don't care if you're ready, but guess what? <laughs> Hall of Fame college basketball coach from North Carolina and Kansas, Roy Williams, put up the deuces. He's retiring uh, after coaching for 33 years, including 18 years at UNC, three national titles, only coached to win 400 g- games twice at or two different schools. Uh, and it was announced today that long time is, well, I guess we'll, we'll get to Roy Williams first. Hey, do you care? Absolutely. Uh, because I'm a Tar Heel fan. Uh, so I super care. Um, I legit was waiting for somebody, Roy, to come out and say April Fool's because this literally came out on April Fool's. So I was just like, he's just playing a joke. And then, no, it just never happened. Um I thank Roy, Roy, watching him coach these young men, hearing these young men talk about him and teaching them not only basketball, but how to be men uh, and how that has carried them further. Like that's that's a real coach. A real coach is beyond the X's and O's, especially with these young. They help mold them to being something um, and watching him get emotional when, when certain people talk about him, watching the excitement when they won big games and him dancing in the locker room and the team mobbing him. Uh, that's what you want in your coach. That's what I always wanted in my coaches, a coach that is hard on me on the field or the court. Uh, um, and then when we get into the locker room, it's like, this is what I'm talking about guys and, and bigging you up and encouraging you that that's what every athlete should want. And that's what every coach should thrive to be like. So I, I am, uh, I do care about this. Hey, so you host the, for the love of hype podcast that you can listen wherever you listen to this podcast, you can listen to that podcast. There's a, I don't know if you saw this, there's a great article on the undefeated, uh, com where they broke down all of the Jordans that Roy they Williams wore, wore yeah, yeah. in his last season, <laughs> 29 course. different Jordans. And they ranked the top 10. And just every time I saw him, he's wearing something heat different there. Yeah. He had so heat check on. out that, check out that article. It's just a lot of fun. Cause. Oh, I definitely saw that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know you did. And but. I watched the games too. So when I saw him the one time, the one sneaker that still, still blew my mind that he came out and went was the off white, unc ones and i was just like i am so envious of you right now like you're out here in the court just wearing them like roy this is just stop like you're killing me you're hurting my soul but he flexed it he flexed it for old dude he he killed it i loved it and the the unc twitter just coming you know tweeting every every pair it was just a lot of fun to to watch so check out if you're a sneakerhead check out that 
that article on the undefeated.com. That was a lot of fun. Agreed. Uh, long time. You know, I'm not too familiar with UNC basketball. I watch college basketball, but you know, I'm not a huge fan like you and longtime assistant uh, Hubert Davis announces Williams replacement. Any thoughts on, uh, on Hubie? That's history. He's the first black head coach in UNC history. So it's history. And he is a phenomenal, was a phenomenal assistant coach. He is a great basketball mind. And I think you're going to see him flourish. And I don't think anybody else deserved that job, but him for all the years that he sat with Roy learned, taught these guys right along with him. He deserves it. This is perfect for him. So I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career for sure. Um, Hey, Hayes, there's a lot of NBA injuries, especially with your hometown, Brooklyn Nets. Do you care? Of course I care, Sam. James Harden uh, has been out for a while, came back today, betting left in the first quarter uh, as we're recording this, I believe hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant could be available later this week, according to head coach Steve Nash. Well, I guess we'll start there. Give us your uh, Nets take. If you've ever had a hamstring injury, that is one of the most nagging injuries ever. Uh, Funny thing about how I pulled my hamstring, went out Saturday night when everything was open outside, got pretty banged up, went home, went to sleep, had a softball game at 8 in the morning, got there on time, was probably still drunk slash dehydrated, uh, hit a basically I, it would have been an infield single, but they called me out even though I wasn't and stretching, pulled my hammy. I swear that lasted for like almost a month. It's terrible. So I know what James is going through, but he's also a professional athlete and has, uh, you know, top tier, uh, <laughs> uh, people that are going to stretch him out athletic uh trainers going to stretch him out to make sure he gets it in the proper treatment so i man up james put something on your leg get a cortisone shot you got it but i also i'm okay with him just resting at this point in time they are the number one seed in the east uh katie coming back great Kyrie put up 40 tonight 44 against the knicks um i i i just i think that's a they need to get healthy, and the other team that I'm sure you're going to ask me about next, they also need to get healthy too so I can see the Lakers and Nets play in the finals. Has there been an updated timeline on LeBron? I know it should be a couple nope. weeks, right? I mean, it's still up in the air, just like AD still up in the air. We don't know about either one of them. AD went on the, the IR before him or the, the, the injury list before him and still no timetable. Uh, same with LeBron. Um, I, I I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if they're trying to really conserve them and see, you know, what they're doing. And they're just saying that they're still injured and doing what they have to do. I don't know. But I, I do know that I, I would like to see them on the court playing. Um, and it's okay for me uh, to see them not play at this point in time. Not so much for parents that are paying money to have their kids go see these games and they're expensive, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. So yeah. Lakers slipped to fifth in the Western conference at 31 and 19. 
And I believe the Nets, yeah, they're in first place now. They own first place. They're up half a game over the 76ers at 35 and 16. So much more basketball to be spoken about coming up in the next couple of weeks as, as the stretch comes to solidify these standings and whatnot. Um, but we move on with do you care? Hey, our favorite quarterback to um, make fun of despite the fact that we acknowledge how great of a quarterback he is, is Aaron Rodgers. And for the next two weeks, he's hosting Jeopardy. Do you care? No, Sam, do you care? <laughs> no, I just want to put it in here so we can make fun of Jim, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, yeah, I, I don't care at all. Good for him. Uh, Cause I know this, this is one of his favorite shows. So, I mean, yeah, happy for anybody that enjoys sure. something that they wanted to do. Uh, but I don't care because I don't watch Jeopardy. The only time I've ever like really sat down and watched Jeopardy, if I turn on the TV and I was watching like the news and I was eating dinner and then all of a sudden turned to Jeopardy. I don't watch Jeopardy at all. OK, well, <laughs> yeah, this I, is Jeopardy. I grew up watching Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy, um, but I truly don't care about Aaron Rodgers, so. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you. man. Thank you. Can I can I update you before we get to our last? Do you care about some some stats here? I'm we sure. talk talking about do you care? And Baylor is up big on Gonzaga right now. Eighty six percent of our Instagram audience said that Gonzaga was going to win this game. There's still hope, but and eighty. 80- 86% of our listeners that decided to do that uh, should have listened to me and the times that I told them that the Zags are who we thought they were and they are not going to win a national championship. This is a lot of time left, but they're not going to win. And 60% of our Instagram audience said that the Jets won the Sam Darnold trade. I, I can get with that because, again, I said I think both won, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I can get with that. That's close. Yeah, no, I I hear that. Hey, last uh last do you care? The Masters are coming up this weekend. Do you care? Is Tiger playing? You know, but you know what's weird? So my no. dad asked me about this the other day and I didn't have an answer for him. Hey, what's up with Tiger? Like like all of this happened? No, I'm I'm being completely you're laughing at me, but I'm like like not that I expect him to to step on a green and and start playing, but like he just disappeared. Like good good for him. Well, I'm laughing because uh, they didn't know what caused Tiger's accident, right? And till they did an investigation, and now they have an idea of what caused caused the investigation or caused the accident. Uh, so obviously, paparazzi uh, is trying to figure out what it is but tiger has the final say if they disclose what happened or not yeah it's so strange uh, i i don't want to speculate but no i do okay. i do i as a man think tiger was doing something that that some men do and uh i think he doesn't want to get out there because that'll just be another thing added to the long list of things that tiger woods has done uh, that people would judge him for. So, uh, Tiger, if I were you on this one, I'd not be transparent on anything that happened and just keep Have your you, privacy. Did you hear that. that somewhere? Is that just speculation from you? What? I'm, the, the part of what, that him not yeah, what saying you think, that? No, no, I, I've heard that. But, like, 
what the act was. I <laughs> are you just speculating? I definitely just speculating. Okay, I was gonna uh, say like, but 100%, 100% I'm definitely just speculating, but it's not out the realm of things that Tiger would do. Uh he has an interesting track record. Uh he's my guy. Uh, but with him being my guy, I understand that he he's gonna be a man. Uh, and he does man things, uh, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So I'm just gonna just you know just take jump off the deep end and and just go with my hot take here and just say he did some things as a man. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if that's accurate if we ever find out. But uh, I'm just gonna go with that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to move forward from that. Other, you, you just that close it out. Care? Yeah, that's close it. it out. That's hey, it. hey, is there anything else? Um, I am looking forward to uh, trying to go to a game, and I think I'm going to reward myself once I get my final shot. So I'm looking forward to that. So I got several, several more days to go, and then uh, gonna go to either a Nets game or a Yankee game, Amen. even though the bleacher tickets are two hundred and thirty dollars when they're normally fifty dollars. I don't. I got a Yankee Stadium email today. I opened it. I did. And the well. worst seat in the house in the, the pods that they have, they're 30 bucks. Interesting. Are they? Was it because it's opening day and it was like a third party thing that you were looking at? No, I didn't look at the bleacher seat. It legit but... was not third party. It was like Ticketmaster and it was Maybe $230 it was open, for an open day price. That might have been. I can double check again and see because if it went down, that'd be great. Yeah, but I'm um, down for. Uh, you know, they're only selling tickets for the next couple of weeks, and then I'm sure they'll open up and sell more once the, uh, you know, the states deem it safer, I guess. Um, I'll tell you one thing right now. If I can't get into Yankee Stadium, I will take the train down there and I will go to, what is it, uh, stands, stands or, yeah. or the bullpen, and I'll get a PBR, a burger, and a dog, and I'll watch it right there. Uh, and at, like I'm there. I can hear the sounds from the stadium. It's right there, you know, feel feel close to it. We can get in. We'll use our press passes. Yeah. We're press I, I, would, I wish media. we had that. That'd be great if we had that. Sam, work on that, please. We can call up stands and just see if. Yeah. Let it let, let stands. Let we should hit up stands. Yes. That would be. A, that's an amazing idea, Sam. We can sit on the balcony, overlook people when they come in. Like, we'll just end at that time or we'll just inter- interview a couple of people. Uh, but we have to screen them because there's probably going to be too many drunk people. <laughs> Anything you're looking forward to, Sam? <laughs> No, man, baseball's back. The Masters, I mean, I'm going to catch this final four or this championship game, probably turn it off if it's going the way it's still going. Uh, but Masters this weekend, I I love watching the Masters, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Baseball's back, just fun to turn on the TV and watch the Yankees or just any game every night. I was watching the Tigers and the Twins this afternoon just because it was on. See? There um, you go. So just happy to have baseball back in our lives. And, um, yeah, tomorrow will be uh, two weeks since my second vaccine shot. So I am vaccinated and ready to uh, wrap it up, go to Yankee Stadium or wherever else. And, uh, again, thank you to everyone who is – played a part and try to make this country safer so thank you yeah uh this has been the chasing points podcast thanks so much for listening and uh make sure you follow us on instagram 
at chasing points podcast and you know wherever you listen to this podcast apple podcast spotify google uh stitcher iHeartRadio app thank you for listening and be sure to leave those five star reviews they go a long way in helping us stand out and you know the feedback helps us get better so um for Hayes, i am sam and we will talk to you next week peace no we're not done yet people i have a public service announcement before we get off easter just passed you may not have celebrated i understand but you don't have to celebrate to avoid what i'm about to talk about and it is the pandemic that is peeps if you know anybody that is your close friend or relative that consumes peeps as if they are delicious what i need you to do is immediately remove them from every aspect of your life report them to the police because they are a serial killer no matter what they say no matter how they plead their case they are a serial killer because nobody likes peeps that i know uh, and that is sane so you take that however you like to take it but i vote to get rid of peeps for the rest of our whole entire lives and bring twinkies back instead of peeps how about that yeah yeah just don't ask questions sam's love you guys bye